Hello, welcome back to the No Ratings Podcast. Of course, you're watching this on YouTube or listening in your ears. You'd be doing that even if you watch on YouTube, let's be honest. <laughs> listening in your ear, on the podcast, on Spotify, wherever you're listening, wherever you're watching, this is the place to be right now. This is going to be, for the first time, I think, uh, essentially a live reaction. Liverpool have just beaten Manchester United. And if you didn't know, I'm going to tell you now, spoiler alert, 7-0. 7-0. Hasn't happened since 1934, I think it was, or whatever year it was. And it was a mazer. It was an absolute mazer. We've got Trajista with us. We've got Raj and Abdul on a debut. You will hear more from the stuff that we do with debutants on the full podcast when that goes live. This is literally just going to be all about that game, what just happened. And if you watch the post-match with Gary Gary Neville and Graham Souness, this is going to be better than that. So go follow, subscribe, follow the boys. Trajista, you're the neutral in this. I'm going to come to you first. 7-0, bro. 7-0. I'm I'm probably the least neutral neutral you're gonna you're gonna get on this because I can't lie. I enjoyed I had a great I had a great time. I got my Salah my Salah vindication because I've been saying this whole season people have been overdoing it on Salah. Salah's come back to cook. Nunez brace. I mean, you know me, I'm kind of like up and down with Nunez. Like mm. sometimes I love him, sometimes I've I've got to call him a little bit, but I, I was happy with, with his couple goals. Gakpo as well, very similar. Some days I'll call him, some days um I, I'll say he's the best thing since last bread. But today, because he's cooked. He's the best thing since last bed. Brother, just uh, wait, before we go, obviously, if you're listening, you can't see me. You're just going, this guy is so hyped right now. If you didn't know I'm a Liverpool fan, geniuses. Um, Honestly, people have been tweeting me going, who do you support? I'm like, look at my timeline. Sometimes I can't hide it. Um, Raj, it's only fair that I come to you because you've probably, have you spoken to anyone post-game about the game or is this the first time you're doing it? couple of uh, little WhatsApp messages from United fans uh, ripping into them, <laughs> thinking they're like the best team in the world after that Barcelona win. They've been brought back down to earth. So, yeah, I was pleased with that. Hey, 7-0, bro. What what did you think before the game? Uh, us? Yeah, I was a bit worried, honestly, because obviously Liverpool's issue this season, I mean, way too easy to play through counter-attack. That was, a, that was basically the hallmark of how Real Madrid beat them. Too much, uh, too many gaps in midfield. Couldn't handle the pace of Vinicius. I thought Rashford again, that's going to be a big, big problem. But then you saw the mm. big man, Ibrahima Konate, came in. And that Scoop was a big difference from the Real Madrid tie. And he bossed Marcus Rashford. Over a couple of moments, Rashford had one chance in the first half. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. Yeah, um, yeah. I think what we saw today is Manchester United, they're a very passive team. That's what people haven't really recognised in this run. They do mm. sit back a lot. They wait for teams to come onto them and then hit hit people on the break. I think that's a big difference. You look on the, at the stats, they've got the second deepest defensive line in the whole Premier League. Only Nottingham Forest have a deeper defensive line. So I'm hearing Lissandro, best centre-back in the world, this. Varane, better than Van Dijk, that. I mean, you got to look at the situation. These guys are being protected. And that conservative <laughs> style of play means... you. Ne- I don't think they're anywhere near Arsenal and City. I've always maintained that. Arsenal City dominate territory from one first minute to 90 minutes. Uh, may not have all their parts in full motion at the moment, but still, Man United are a completely different team. They're a reactive team. But I'll give Ten Hag credit. He's d- adapted around those tools, got rid of some of the weaknesses of some of their players, but they're not on the same level as Arsenal City. And we saw that today. Hey, listen, forget about Arsenal City for this little bit. Let's talk about the two teams in red. 
Arsenal obviously wear red as well before someone goes, hey Gunners, we wear red as well. Um, yeah. Abdul, it is your debut. I do want to know more about you yeah. and your life, but right now I don't really care. You're the man. Listen, I, listen I was half considering messaging you and just say, listen, my cat's died or something and I can't, I can't jump on. I don't even have a cat. But um, no, do you know what? I think um, Raj sort of summed it up in the sense that I think Man United are not close to City and Liverpool in terms of the way that they... They don't really dominate on the ball. Um, I won't lie. I think a lot of the time I do, I do like looking at how our position, you know, fans analyse the way Man United play in terms of, you know, everyone seems to have this thing that all Man United do is just hoof the ball up the pitch or play counter-attacking football. I think what Ten Hag's walked into, in a sense, is a side that's almost has this side where it's got to be a bit of a counter-attacking side. You know, you've got guys like, Fred and McTominay, who turned the ball over. I mean, obviously, we did bring Casemiro in. But then, for someone who's been a, a big... By the way, he dropped the he's, stink He had a howler today. of a game today. Yeah, it was, it was bad. It, it, was, it was, bad. was such a bad game. Rodri have a backup. Yeah, listen, <laughs> listen, listen. Rodri, Rodri's back in the conversation. Because all I'm going to say is, one, one thing I'll say about Casemiro is, I'm a, big, I'm a big fan of Casemiro. I think even in the earlier years, when Madrid bought him back, from Porto for that loan spell. I thought that he should have slotted straight into yeah. that Madrid team because at the time they're playing Cruz, Modric, Rodriguez. It's called very weak. He comes in, they play our classical a couple of weeks later, dominates from that time, just Champions League after Champions League. But more about his time at United, I think what I like about him at United is the fact that he dominates on the ball. He dominates off the ball. He's obviously impacted with goals. Um, but today he seemed so sluggish. He seemed out of it. Man United have played a lot of games. I feel, I feel like I'm watching Man United every three days. And I think when you go to a side like Liverpool with the high intensity um, that you're going to get at Anfield, whether it's the fans, the, the players, I think Jurgen Klopp's side, even in their worst periods, they can still give you that level of intensity. And Man United really got caught by that. I think starting Veghorst in that midfield, I sort of understand why Ten Hag's gone for that at times. But today... I was completely against it. I thought every single time he got the ball in between the lines, we couldn't really thread the right pass through. When you look at Odegaard for Arsenal, for example, like if he's receiving the ball in the area, Martinelli, Saka, they're going to get on the ball in behind the defence. Whereas Man United today, bro, I feel like, I know Marcus Rashford had that one chance, but I feel this is my constant issue with Manchester United and Marcus Rashford is it, it feels like we've got this, I won't say obviously he's not like a generational generational player. I think there's a level of elite above him in terms of Mbappe's and whatnot. But I feel like if a Jurgen Klopp or a Pep over the years had someone like Marcus Rashford in those years of 21 to 25, they would have got a lot more out of him because at Man United he doesn't get that ball fed into him. Other than Bruno really hitting the space, which is very hit and miss sometimes, can't take away what Bruno does. We haven't really got a clean creator or someone who can dominate the ball and and wait for Marcus Rashford's run and thread a, a nice ball in between the defence. And I think it summed it up today when you got guys like Veghorst to feed off. Um, but again, I, I would have personally gone Veghorst up top, brought Bruno into the middle. I thought Anthony frustrating again. Um, Sancho, for me, needs to lift his intensity to be in the Anthony's, Anthony's one of these guys, right? And I'm convinced of it, that uh, when you're winning... He's one of these blokes that you love because he does these fancy things that you can kind of go, yeah, my G, my guy. But the name I touched the day. Yeah. But like when you're not winning and you're up against like someone like Robertson who wants to get in your face, you're kind of like, brother, just just shift the ball. Yeah. Like even yeah. as an opposing fan, you're going, just shift the ball. Like there's no need for you to dilly dally on it. 
Kieran, I feel like Anthony's your kind of guy. Like that's of probably is. yeah. Of there you go. Listen, <laughs> Anthony's an entertainer. I've said I've said it so many times. Like I just love players that entertain. Like you have so many. Like I don't know. <clears throat> you have a lot of wingers nowadays. Wing, pseudo wingers. I call them wingfielders. Where they're supposedly you know meant to hug the touchline. They're meant to beat beat men. But all they do is they get to the byline. And they play a ball back to the fullback or back to the centre back, and then re redo it and, and that, just go some, again. Someone like shots, Anthony. Shots, on, shots at Grealish. Or? Um, <laughs> I mean, if, if the shoe fits, that's what I'm saying. Isn't Grealish one of those guys that just entertains though? I feel like at City maybe not as much, but Grealish. Dude. Who, who does he entertain? I don't know, man. Maybe because you're, you're a City fan, isn't it? So, I don't know. <laughs> no, but I want to know. Who, does he, Listen, when at you City, for me, he does not entertain me. At City, he doesn't entertain me. But at Villa, I'll say... Raj, does he entertain me? At Villa, he would have. Yeah, no, Villa. Yeah, no, of course. But even even Villa, like, it, it he was... The, uh, it's more like he's like the Maverick. Yeah. It's like he's the Maverick. You look at, you know, like a James Madison. You look at them and he, he, I don't look... I don't watch Madison, I think. I'm super entertained, but I'm like, you're a guy at a club who... You know, they look to you. You're you're the person. That's why that I feel the city move doesn't doesn't spot, suit him. Like, I feel he's got a lot in his you game, know? but I don't think that's city move. I mean, hey, all I, I want to say is Abdul's getting away with one here. <laughs> we, we were chatting about Liverpool Man U. He started chatting about Grealish's uh, the way he plays. Oh, yeah. don't, 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 don't run away from the cook sesh. <laughs> don't, don't run away. Listen, from you can't you can't you can't cook me, man. I've been here like a hundred times the last ten years. I've been cooked. <laughs> I'm ready, bro. I'm, I'm going to play. Been the, I've, I've, one thing I will say is, like, I know what you're saying, but yeah. bear in mind that the hope and the expectation that Ten Hag has brought to United this season, um, and part of the reason why Gary Neville was so livid post-game was because I think in his mind, obviously, some of the stuff Graham Sooner said, and we'll talk about it, was like, I didn't agree with it, but Gary Neville was definitely rattled like a Manchester United fan. Of that was course, like very, that was yeah, that was a lot less Gary Neville the pundit and a lot more fan, like yeah. f off. I don't yeah. want to talk about this. F off. Yeah, you can't seven nil at Hamfield. Like, like um, exactly, come on, right? man! Like, it doesn't depend. It doesn't matter. Like, I remember when I was younger, Liverpool come to Old Trafford. Like we were just slapping every Premier League team every year, but Liverpool come to Old Trafford and beat us like four one or something. Like when we won the double that year. Probably that happened once, but, man. It didn't like, happen again. But, but, then, but then that's the funny part about it. Like, you'll never forget about it because my mates who are Liverpool fans like taunted me for, for ages. And you'd never forget that moment. You feel like you're flying high and then Liverpool beat you for one. So I think when it comes to an occasion, it's, you've always got to step it up. I think under Sir Alex, we struggled at Anfield all the time. Like, it's never an easy game. But I think there's a difference. Like, today, from my perspective, like, Liverpool just took all their chances. And that's what I sort of, from the outside looking in at Liverpool is, when they're ruthless, they're ruthless on the clock. I feel like when they've got, even with Nunes now, now he's getting the goals, their finishing is just ridiculous. It just, when it clicks, it clicks when it was Sadio Mane, Firmino and those guys. And that's why it didn't feel like they had an insane amount of chances today. But they drew, they were just clinical. And, and you can't give Liverpool those chances. Martinez, who I'm a massive fan of. Now, I, I think sometimes... Hey, we listen, have to speak. We today, have to speak today, about this one. Yo, wait, yo, listen, I can't run away oh. from this one. The butcher got carved Bro, open. the way Salah had him, carved open. The way Salah had him on skates on the edge of the box. He was turning left, right, right. on the floor. That, that game, that game, he, didn't, uh, he didn't know where he was. He thought yeah. he was playing. He thought he was playing against Kieran again. <laughs> That's what he thought he was playing. He didn't, he didn't realize. He thought he was playing against. Dev, he thought he was, he was coming up against flipping Sink Gra, Daily Sink Graven or someone like that. He didn't know it was, it was most. Oh man, time. he thought it was SC Twenty. Yeah. Like, uh, 
You must have got PTSD <laughs> from Salah doing uh, Cancelo, man, last season. Yo, exactly the same. It, it was funny. That, 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 that reminded me of that goal, <laughs> to be fair. Is that my mum calling me? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the, the, the thing um, about that, just the Salah performance on the whole, man, from the get-go, you could see he was up for it. This perception that he's not a big-game player like actually makes Rubbish. you want to scratch the wall. Like, it's one of those things yeah. where I actually don't think we have seen a player who's as much his, of a his, big his player record, as he is His record speaks for itself. I think, obviously, as a Man United fan, I'm going to know that with the games that I've watched. But I think even outside with Man United being poor in that period, when I look at it against City, like you look at the goal last season, he was asked to step up in that moment. It was a tight game. Like a big, big game for the title, like in a title run. Of course, City end up winning the title, but I think those moments that Salah was having kept um, Liverpool in the title race. And that moment against City was where, like, I was like, "Whoa, okay." Like, I'm sometimes people analyze Salah where it's like he gets onto the ball and behind the defense, um, he can be ruthless. He can, you know, that's the way he scores again, even against Chelsea a few years ago, like scoring from far. He's got those moments, but I think that almost switched. I think that and the assist he got against Watford where it was like outside the boot to Mane. I remember when I was watching those moments, I'm like, okay, there's actually another level to to like Mo Salah. So again, like I was watching it earlier with my mate and he was saying like, one of one of the guys was saying, um, like, I don't really get scared of him anymore. I'm like, mate, like that's never going to change. I think it doesn't matter. Um, mm. So yeah, it's, it's quite frustrating. You know the one that annoys me about Salah as well? The, the Champions League final bottling business. For, number one, Sergio Ramos takes his shoulder clean out in the first one. Number two, he scores a penalty against Spurs. And number three, he was the biggest threat against Real Madrid last year. Everyone mm. else... That, okay, I'll give, you, I'll give you that. But scoring Man, a penalty in the, yeah, listen, in, in that, the final, that, that, it's, it's, it's 50. No, it's, it's honestly, 50. I, I think... like I keep going on about this, and it's not because it's a Salah thing. I honestly think pens have become so underrated. In a That's final, scoring a pen takes... like. Balls yeah. for a lack of a. But it doesn't mean you played well the rest of the game. That's that's what I was, that's my. Yeah, point. I agree. But that Tottenham Liverpool final was the worst final I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah, anyway, oh, for, oh, it wasn't, for sure. It wasn't like I, I, I remember. I remember. Game, I remember that really time bad. I was doing like a uh, my old job. Like I was doing like data at half time and stats and stuff. I remember like only Danny Rose had completed the dribble of any player on a pitch or something. Like it was the deadest <laughs> final ever. What's funny though with, with Salah, I will say this: Sorry. he's not like someone. That's why that moment against City is where I'm like, I'll hold my hands up and say, he's actually proving me wrong because I always felt like he lacked that entertainment aspect where like he can go past a man or two. Now, I know he's got a few moments and goals, but I feel like in terms of that... Watford like, last year as well. He did mm. He did a very, very similar... Very, very yeah, similar. Yeah, set, where he's like, got that. the ball under his, under his studs, rolled it, you came, know what, though? came back and... Back in the day when he was at Roma, he was a bit more of that entertaining winger. I think what something changed in his game after that Ramos incident. He decided to become a bit more robust. He didn't want defenders mm. knocking him around. And he, I think he did mm. become a bit less like silky with his dribbling as a result of that. And he became a bit more of a machine. And I think that's actually helping him now with his longevity. He's a physical... I think also goals now. inside the box. Go like, uh, there was a goal that uh, when I watched Marcus Rashford score from Man United this season, it was Wolves away. Like, he sort of like come between, in between the defence, the, the defenders, held both of them off and then scored it. And I always like mm. attribute like sort of how I, I I'm a big Marcus Rashford fan. Like I've always backed him. Like whenever Man United fans have come at me, and I always think like with him, it's just development years. I always look at like examples of Salah. I know Son's falling off, but like there's a certain period, and I feel like Salah hit a period where he built his body 
again, like you said, to even to be in those positions where he can hold the defender off, shrug him off, he can't take him off the ball. Yeah. It makes him be more ruthless as well, I think, in a box. And I think sometimes people need to... Every player is a different type of player. Like you mentioned, you, you prefer entertainers. Like Neymar's probably like... When he's at the top of his game and he's flying, he's probably my favourite player in the world. So I love like an entertainer, like bro. You. But like for me, <laughs> at the same time, we've got to split up. Like each player's got their own like sort of thing. Um, and you can't take it away. For of me, course. Mo Salah is one of the greatest Premier League players we've ever seen. Like when we're now, when for me, after a day like today, when we're discussing, it's hard to say as a Man United fan, but when we're discussing who's up there in terms of the Premier League greats, he's definitely up there. Like there's no doubt about yeah, that. I'm always, I, I, I was having because um, my, my housemate's a Liverpool fan. We, we have this debate all the time, you know, the Salah, the Salah money thing. You see, with Salah, it's like it always seems that in years where Liverpool are just not like not producing, 2021 season, he stepped up. Last last season, yeah, he may have maybe tailed off toward, towards the end, but the first half of the season, he was on a level. I think that first half of last season, or for, before like before Christmas last season, I think was probably the best I've I've ever seen him, even more than his debut season. Personally, mm. I think his all round game was just. It was at levels like the dribbling, the creating, the scoring. It was like every single week you knew Salah, fantasy captain. Salah, he's going to do something <laughs> this game. Like every every single week. And I think this year, um, I was going to give the example of um, uh, the assist today where, like I, I know I've talked about it already, but we have this debate about, oh, Salah outside of goals. What, what does Salah do when he's, when, mm. he's, when he's not scoring? And I just said today, I literally, I literally looked at, as, as um, he scored, the goal of his right foot, and then he he gave the assist uh, to Gak Gakpo. I actually looked at my, my boy, and I was just I just said I didn't say I just yeah, didn't say anything. Yeah, yeah. They they forget he <laughs> won I've been, the, I've been saying they, it. They forget he won the playmaker award last year, most assists in the league. He was he's a bit yeah. of a yeah. class creator for the last few years now. People think he's a poacher, but it's a it's a it's an incorrect narrative. I, I think it's because he doesn't like carry the ball, yeah. so like he's not like a Neymar or someone who carries the ball a bit more, then finds the pass. He's more like mm. that last touch. Like one of the guys, he's at the fight. He's a fan yeah, of one, one of the guys that I use as an example is Thomas Muller. Like when you actually look at Thomas Muller's assist numbers, it's just outrageous. But he actually gets a lot of those because when you look at the time where Lewandowski was there, like he'd always have that last touch into Lewandowski because he's so smart into finding those areas in the box. Mm. I see Salah in a similar way where he's so smart off the ball that he'll get into goal scoring positions. If he can't find the back of the net, he's still got that crucial. Um, touch and obviously today United again got burnt by him. Um, you, you just can't leave him with space, man. The burning question for me after today is, and I was watching the post match, and Sunes was saying, uh, actually Kelly Cates even said it as she went off air. She went Liverpool have won seven nil, and apparently they didn't even play well because um, Carrie Neville was saying that Liverpool Neville, didn't yeah, play yeah. well. Um, yeah, right. same. I love like a little sprinkle of that. Go on, Rod. First half, it was a bit of a ding dong game. To be fair, Man United had quite a few chances. I don't think that Liverpool midfield was still working mm. as well as it was at their peak levels. But then obviously it all crumbled. But yeah, I think it could have easily been a different game if United converted one. Yeah, of I think Bruno and, and Rashford. Like I was chatting to someone about this before we come on here, and I said like one of them two chances when you go away at Anfield, it does not matter what situation. I think even when you look at Real Madrid when they come back into that game. Once they had that chance with Vinny, you had to score that. Them little moments really mm. matter. I think no matter what it is, like I said, mm. the Anfield aspect is even outside of just like atmosphere in the bigger games and stuff like that. I think just going there um, with Jurgen Klopp over the years, the, the Premier League record that went on for so long, like it is a bit of a fortress in a way. And and I think you've got to, whatever chance you got, you got to take. And United, like we got killed today, man. For me, like if I just even look at our back four. 
listen, Lissandro and Varane today, uh, this season, have been for me top, like probably one of the one of the best pairings in the league. Um, I think bar like sort of the City game and and with a new system and with a new manager and things like that, it's never going to be easy. I think we're in an era in the Premier League now where you got Spurs, Liverpool, City, United, Chelsea. Teams come in, spend a lot of money, change managers, and it's very hard to quickly establish yourself. And that's why winning the League Cup for us and finishing strong in the top four and hopefully maybe even picking up the FA Cup and, and Europa League is almost... I won't say like a dream scenario, like it's not something Man United fans are meant to expect. But when you look over the years and how difficult it is, when you look at some of the established sides in the league with Klopp and Pep as managers of Liverpool and City, like that's for us, it is that's the case. But when you go to somewhere like Liverpool, you expect a better fight. It was too sluggish, like Luke Shaw, who I consider the best left back in the Premier League. I think he's fantastic. Him alongside Zinchenko right now. And I think Robertson today had a fantastic game. He's, 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 he's an incredible player. He's got a lot of intensity. But I think if you go over the course of the season, I'd put them two ahead of him. He had a very poor game think, today for like, me. Like, he was out of it. Do you not think, like, I really feel like consistency is a, another really underrated thing where I do also agree that Luke Shaw has been unreal this season. Completely agree. But when Luke Shaw plays badly, plays I don't bad. think there's many this worse... This is the funny aspect. He, he, listen, like... You talk about consistency and that was always an issue I had with Luke Shaw and a couple of our players. But when I look at him this season, he's actually been really consistent. We come back from the World Cup. He has worldies at centre-back, which I didn't know. I didn't think he could ever play there. He comes up against Haaland at Old Trafford. Hold on, hold on. Would you say that's consistent if it's been... How many games have been since the World Cup? No, no, but I think before the World Cup, all our good games, everything goes through him. I think he's one of our cleanest carriers on the ball. He always seems to... I mean, when you take the... Listen, if you take the Liverpool game out of the way, you take the City game out of the way, when everything crumbles around you, this is where you're meant to take authority and do better. So I can't argue against that. But I think with Luke Shaw, there's one thing I'll give him is when we're going up from the back of that defence, when we're, when we're leading an attack, when De Gea's, if he finds him with one of those passes, um, where it takes an age to bring it down because De Gea's almost put it out for four or whatever. But like when Luke Shaw's leading an attack, it's always hit. It always feels like it's him. Like he'll go into the center, he'll go down the line into Marcus Rashford. It just feels like even at the start of that game, I don't know if you guys remember. Like there was actually a couple of moments where we were building attacks through him. Mm. Yeah, the ball. Yeah, he, he went. He went that uh, the first the Rashford chance even was from. Mm. He loves that ball. Yeah. I think we we, we really need like to keep him yeah. and Rashford on the Maybe, left. Man, just what you call it? What, what are you calling that pass? <laughs> what, what do I call the, the, the? I call it the, the sure. Yeah, I kind of like so that I cross. Like I was at Wembley sure. and that cross to Casemiro was ridiculous for for Casemiro's goal in the final. Like, yeah. I, I, what brilliant. I will say is, I do think in terms of United, and I think it's only fair to talk about Liverpool. Uh, but in terms of United, I do think that the Rashford. Um, I thought his performance against Newcastle was poor. I think his performance today was like a mixed bag, but I do think he's at the end of like a really hot streak. It was going to come to an end eventually. Yeah, and I think we're I, now what? probably going to go on, Raj. I, I found it weird how he put him through the middle, to be honest, against two monsters like Van Dijk and Konate and sandwiching him. Put him on that left-hand 100%. side where he's been cooking, where Liverpool have had issues on that right-hand side. And he Spot didn't on. I, was Spot on. I think you need that, to yeah. keep Trent occupied. A couple of years ago, like I think it was in the, in the COVID period, I think you guys beat us 3-2 or 4-2 or something at Old Trafford. Um, I forgot it was in a Premier League game. And Paul Pogba started on the left. And my biggest issue was with that on the day with Oli was you need to, in, in two ways. First of all, Marcus Rashford on the left is a much better outlet. You can try and get him behind the defence better. When he faces his man, he's a lot more direct. But I feel like with Paul Pogba is... He was too slow and he wasn't pinning 
Trent down. I think like with Trent, you really need to occupy him. Whereas like when you're giving Trent the ball, you give him the opportunity to come into the middle, find a switch, have combinations of play. Bruno Fernandes naturally is is a sort of an energy driven player. He's got that intensity, so he can defend that side well. But you need to someone to constantly run at Trent, and I think Kanate, like you said, he's a, he's a physical beast. Like a few years ago, I went to watch him in a game Leipzig against Bayern. Like, and I remember him bossing Lewandowski. Like Lewandowski scored earlier in the game, but I was like, who's this guy? I remember there was a debate about like Upper Meccano and Kanate, like who's the better out of the mm-hmm. two. And for me, it was always Kanate. And I was gutted when he was just like. Liverpool had a free run at him because today showed like that pairing Van Dijk and Kanate. You can't it can't be messed with. And we left Rashford in the middle of that for me. We shouldn't have. I think the idea probably was that Bruno would do the legwork to stop Trent. I think this is probably where I feel like Klopp is a little bit underrated tactically. Um equally, me and Raj, we've had a back and forth about his tactics this season, how he's done our <laughs> heading. Um but I think when, when the seven no happens, all of a sudden he's, he's yeah. a tactical genius. <laughs> he's yeah, a that, genius. That's how it goes. That's how it, that's how um, it goes. I, f- I do feel like today Liverpool actually didn't play much football down the right. There was a couple of moments where Trent got involved in the game, but for the most part, mm. Trent actually played quite deep, much deeper than usual. Um, he's really good defensively as well today. I'll give listen, him. I'll give him his flowers. Trent Alexander Arnold defensively has been solid apart from 15 minutes against Matoma, which will happen to anyone. Man's done a dribbling dissertation. It's good. It to anyone, man. Yeah, you can't compete against that, innit? Like, the thing is, everyone's yeah. going to remember those yeah. moments, man. It's like Lissandro. Like, I remember like, throughout the season, the one performance I'll always stick in everyone's mind is probably Jesus and Brentford. Brent- but the thing is, with Brentford, that was the funny part about mm. it. Like, if you actually go and watch the game and analyse it, like, it almost felt every goal was De Gea's fault. Like, even the last one where Luke Shaw starts budging the, the guys towards goal, it's, I think it was just based off, like, everyone's just saying, like, okay, Lissandro Martinez, like, he's shot. He's coming up against Tony. You're going to get slapped. Like, it's just because there's a short centre-back that was signed. Everyone had that perception pre-game. So they made their mind up on him. It was like, it was a funny thing. It was like, when we signed Paul Pogba and we had Paul Pogba in the team, there was always that, the mo- before he'd even played a single minute, I remember that debut against Southampton where he was just ripping Southampton's midfield dribbling. I was like, wow. Like, I went to watch Old Trafford come out the, the game and everyone's like, yeah. I remember he even created a couple of big chances. And I was like, yeah, this, this and that. And those clip-ups. So, you, you always, players are always going to get rinsed, man. Like, because of everyone's perception before the game. The ring. That's what it is. You, you stepped in the ring with the wrong man when it comes to Paul Pogba. Because Raj has so much Paul Pogba hate and data that he will... The thing is, I can't, even, I can't even have an argument with him now because he's won it, hasn't he? So, it's just... It's, I have to firm that Paul Pogba. But it's just... I'm using that as an example of... When people make a perception. Yeah. But, you know, who really struggled like against um, Martinez was... I mean, Martinez really struggled against Jesus at Old Trafford, man. Like, Jesus just kept dragging mm. him into positions. He did not want to be there. And Salah, in a way, when he was coming in central today, did that for the goal. Like, just ripped him apart, yeah. man. He took him into areas like... Luke Shaw was out of that. He wasn't defending well against him at all. And then Martinez was isolated against Salah. And Salah's just going to kill you in those situations. Go on, Raj. I feel like you've been. It looks like you've been taking notes the entire time Abdul was talking, so you could go through everything. No, 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 one, no, by no. one by one by one. Be like, nope, that one, that one. <laughs> no, no, I agree. Yeah, I mean, wait, what, are we gonna t- get, are we still talking about Pogba in this case or something? No, 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 no. It's ready to go. See the no. You see the smile on his face. He was like, oh, we're still talking about Pogba. He's playing right now, though. He's playing right now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, it'll be funny to see if he's getting cooked. 
He is oh, literally man. playing around. Go on, Raj. <laughs> well, I completely forgot what he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna get the, I'm gonna get that sofa squat real quick. He's, see, not, see, he's see, not even on. Yeah. He's not even on the pitch. He's on a bench. There you go. Oh, of course. Raj, very quickly before we wrap, do you think Liverpool were very good today? Because I know you've been indifferent with how Liverpool have been, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Or do you think United were really bad? Because this was the debate that Neville and Sunas were having after, and I was scratching my head. And I was going, "It's really difficult to say one team played really, really well if they win seven yeah. 0 Because the other team had to play bad for that to happen. I think where Liverpool have improved in the last four or five games, even in that Real Madrid opening period, is I think the the press and the counter press has been way more intense. It looks like the players, in terms of attitude. Have gone up a level. I think they were a bit more passive before they were getting played through too easily. That's still happening because mm. they don't have the legs in that midfield. But that initial press from the front is working way better now. Robbing the ball. Someone like Fabinho, you're seeing uh, in terms of when the ball breaks loose, is actually making tackles in the final third now to get the ball back. That was a rare occurrence uh, a few weeks ago. So, yeah, there's some positive signs that's working. Harvey Elliott is looking a lot more uh, suited to those off-ball duties as well. He's making a few good uh, pressing actions and tackles. Uh, where they were a bit poor in the first half, I think still in that midfield, they were missing that technical security. There was a few giveaways. I think there was a chance for Anthony where he rounded Alisson. I think it was that one mm. where Harvey Elliott gave a yeah. pass away. Uh, there was quite a few of those errors in midfield, similar to United, really. Um, so I think there's definitely improvement. I think I still think Thiago is part of that best midfield three. I don't buy this narrative that he's not. I think he's still a class above all the other Liverpool midfielders. But yeah, definite improvements in terms of pressing and attitude, you have to say. What would you say is your best three at the moment? Would you say Thiago, Keita, Fabinho or... Keita! Or would you... Or would you Keita, where's he coming in, bro? There's a lot of... No, because I know a lot of that. A lot of Liverpool fans... Nah, Keita's kind of like the punk of the Liverpool fan base. Like People either love him or hate him. So I thought, you don't love him. This guy's checked out, man, mentally, you can tell. He knows he's getting move on in the summer. He did that in his last season at Leipzig as well. He checked out of them when he knew he was going to Liverpool. I think that's happened here again. Mm-hmm. But I think the best midfield is probably Fabinho, Bacetic. I want to see that, you know. I want to see, uh, was it, Bacetic? Like, he's, he's, he's a yeah, baller. But there's one thing that was interesting about him in that Madrid game. I don't know if you guys are agreeing, but like from the first few minutes, I almost knew that he would struggle against Madrid because... Yeah, I don't blame him, but I feel like when one mistake Klopp made that day was he was almost like the deepest receiver at times. And I think when you're a young player yeah, learning yeah, your yeah. trade, you do not want guys like Cruz and Modric onto you and and Kamavinga like in like Champions League Champions nights League under night the lights. Well. Champions League night, Real Madrid Champions League night. The problem is he was playing the same side as Valverde as well, and he was trying all these flicks to try and get round him, turning into mm. Valverde's pressure, and he got swallowed up really by the uh, Real Madrid yeah. Champions League Hoover. <laughs> literally that's what it is bro like I, I actually tweeted before the game obviously delete the tweet after but I was like that game that Madrid and Liverpool game could have been a carbon copy of the Man U Liverpool game in the first half where like Liverpool were doing loads oh, of decent cooked. things hey listen I, 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 <laughs> yeah then I just went yeah let's get rid of this one uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but in my mind I was like United play a transitional game really similar to Madrid They've got midfielders that are dogged, will slow the game down like United did for the first 20 minutes. And they've got mm. defenders that are decent in possession and you can't mm. press, can't get caught overpressing. And then Liverpool mm. are erratic in the final third and have been all season. But then yeah, all this of a is, sudden... This is the day. You cashed, it, you cashed in all your all your XG cheating today. <laughs> yeah, bro. And that Salah, that Salah goal, where, when, where have you ever seen Salah strike a ball like oh, that on his right foot ever? Just... 
It was one of those, though. You know, you've played fives, in it? You know when it's your weaker foot and it's bouncing, you just swing your yeah, foot. He even said it after it. the game. was like, I just had a swing, man. And I was yeah. like, listen, when it's cooking, it's cooking. Yeah. No, Rumba, he's real for that, though. Rumba, what do you think of um, Gagpo today? Do you think he did a good Firmino impression? Uh, I don't I don't personally think he is like a similar mould off the ball. In possession, I think he can be. Because I think he, like, once he scored against Everton, it was almost like the weight of the world came off his shoulders because yeah. he started dropping in and picking the ball up. And I think, actually, in um, with his back to goal, in terms of, like, turning in possession, he's actually more deadly than Firmino is because he's a, he's a striker, essentially. Mm-hmm. Firmino, like, with his back to goal, likes to pop it off and get it back. And Firmino's you know much more of a, I'd say... Go on. Do you have any I was so happy when Firmino scored today, by the way. Oh, bro, that, the whole that, world that, was... That, everyone that, was going, oh, that, hey. I, I, that was... Because I genuinely, when he came on, I tweeted... I deleted the tweet just because I was like, oh, like, I've... I've I don't like I don't like being wrong if I'm honest. So I was like I was like this Firmino goal. I was like when Firmino scores, like the whole Anfield is gonna go crazy. Then I was like if he didn't score, because I'm I'm kind of on a streak at the moment. I don't know if you saw like during the Champions League game, I was like I literally said two one Salah Darwin Vinny like in that order, and then it, it all happened in that order. and Everyone was going crazy. I'm on a streak now, so I had to delete that. But yeah, Firmino goal, cut 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 the day off for me. Go around what, what you were saying, sorry. One thing I think with Gagpo is concerning me a bit when he's doing this false nine kind of thing, he, he does seem a bit stiff on the turn at times. Like, he doesn't make that... Mm. Firmino knows he's what's happening around him. Yeah, that's the problem. I think he's Gagpo, for me, like, I'm a massive fan of him. Like, for me, what he was doing in, in the Eredivisie, it's, it's a completely different league, but he always wants that separation in terms of, like, just find a space. What he did to Varane, obviously, it was poor defending from Varane. Like, for me, Varane's... Showing him inside there is just shocking because his finishing is insane. Like his catalogue of finishes when you look at them is just ridiculous. Like Gakpo. But that was Rashford, that was a Rashford-esque finish. Both feet yeah. though. Yeah. I, I, the thing is, I said no. I saw someone else say that it was Rashford, but Rashford in that situation will always go back yeah, in post. Yeah, you know, that's yeah, what like, that's United fans get point, so frustrated. Yeah. In that he's got he's got that in the always, bag. You know what? Rashford's got that in the bag. But my biggest issue with him is is that he doesn't do that enough. I'm a massive fan of him. But the other day against Leicester, no. there was a perfect example of that. And he just like he could have he was going for the hat trick in it. I know the exact one you're talking that about. Day as well, and he yeah, just, yeah. Oh. But like I think Gakpo, the nice thing about him is he just creates this like space, and once he's got it there, his finishing yeah. is just mm. outrageous. But the thing is, it's off both feet as well, though, because I think yeah. if you know everyone's saying, "Oh, Varane showed him inside," genuinely, I could have seen him going going. But, but I think Varane's got to take him like outside of a shooting zone more than like whether it's right or left, because I know that Gakpo's definitely got a left foot. But I think you just got to. Mm-hmm. Like, just make the angle harder for Gakpo there. I think Varane in that situation is probably thinking the way Liverpool plays, Gakpo's going to take it into his stride and cut oh, it into the box. I think it's quite rare you see a Liverpool striker. Liverpool don't have a striker like that. Salah does it, obviously. Mm-hmm. But Liverpool don't have a striker that wants to just come inside and shoot early. I think Sadio, that's where Gakpo Sadio used very... to love it, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah. Sadio was so explosive and quick, which is why Gakpo looks slow today. Because you're like, yo, this guy's taking a minute taking it inside. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think where Gakpo <laughs> excels more than say a Firmino is because he's a strike. He's essentially a striker for me, like someone who will score a lot of goals. He's instinctive. Like the the goal that he scored um, against uh, De Gea, the second one, where he like lofted it over him. That's oh. a, that's a striker's goal. Like it's instinctive. Man. He's he's not thinking about cutting it back like Jota might or. Mane or even Darwin. Liverpool are trying to turn Darwin into Sadio Mane at the moment with this like inside forward because he's explosive and whatnot. Um, but yeah, go on, Raj. What are you say? Oh no, sorry, nothing. Oh, you just looked like you were going to go. Yo, yo, yo. Let me let me send yeah. someone in. Um, yeah. Right, we're going to shift the recording the full pod because 
This, as I say, it's the first time we're not going to see another seven nil this season. Have we oh, seen a seven nil? No, we have seen it. Was there? A, I swear there was nine, another seven nil this season. There was a nine nil Liverpool ball. Oh, there you go. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, I don't know how there you got, go. that's Wait, got out of my brain. Was Liverpool Palace this season as well? When it was no, that was last. Uh, no, that, that was, was season before, two seasons ago, bro. Last season. Two seasons ago, all right, my bad, my bad, jeez, boys, boys, I was there that day in Palace Liverpool, so I know for sure there was no seven goals, bro. My man was hating life so much as United fan. He went and watched. I was, I was just there for work, man. I need, I need some entertainment. That was a bad game. Love it. Yeah. Um, right, if you've been listening to this, uh, make sure you follow the boys. Make sure you follow, subscribe on Spotify. Obviously, if you're watching on YouTube, then follow and subscribe, like as well there. Uh, the full pod will come out on Tuesday, the usual t- usual time, like just past midnight. Um, and on there, you'll hear a little bit more chat about this. Arsenal, Bournemouth will be mentioned and loads more to get through. So we'll see you on there. Hope you enjoy this. We'll see you next time. <laughs>